Hey everybody, this is Micah, and joining me shortly will be Spencer. Uh, he's feeling a little bit under the weather, so we're going to do a call-in episode with him. Uh, but as always, in the background, you're hearing uh, Shattered Faith and Darkness. Um, we missed last week. Uh, Spencer was on tour with Shattered Faith, so be sure to keep tuned for any potential upcoming tour dates. We'll be sure to post them online and talk about them during our shows. And um, But anyways, yeah, so he kind of burned the candle at both ends, and now he's uh, feeling a little under the weather, but he's going to try to join us over the phone. So we're going to go ahead and, and try to reach him. Let's see if we can get him on the old telly. Is he one of my favorites? No, he's not. Should be. Let's see. Uh, what's he under here? Spencer. All right. Here we go. So it's calling. Oh, here we go. Let's see if we can get him on the line. Let's see how he's feeling. Hopefully he's doing well. Hello. Huh? Hey. Hello. Hey. Hey. Say hello to everybody. <laughs> hello, everybody. How you feeling, buddy? I feel a little bit better. All right. So are you uh, up for recording, or do you want to save it for next week? Totally. All right. Cool. So it, it's, it sounds a little tinny, but I think that's just going to be because we're on, on phones. But that's okay. So, um, yeah. So I was just telling everybody you were feeling a under the weather. And yep. I'm, I'm assuming people actually listen to this, but everyone... Our vast audience now knows that you were on tour, so I already did the intro. Yeah. Do you want to introduce yourself? My name is Spencer, and uh, I'm uh, half of this podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, mostly yeah. pointless. I don't even think I've said the name of it. It's mostly pointless with Mike and Spencer. That's it, and I'm the Spencer. Yeah. All right, cool. So, um, yeah, let's uh, let's catch up, because we, we missed each other last week. What have you been up to? Uh, nothing. I uh, like I said. I uh, or like you said, um, went on tour last week. Uh, we were a, a fill-in uh, band, and uh, we went on tour with the, or the West Coast with a band called The Garden, which are um, they're, they're just great. It's a two-piece. They're twins, and uh, their music is totally wild. And their shows are unbelievable, and every show we played were, was sold out. That's awesome. And, uh, yeah, and um, the kids that go, their fans are unbelievable. They're like there for the first band. They they loved us. They were super like they appreciated it. It was um, it's just a unbelievable experience. Like I, I can't even can't even fathom how much fun it was that's awesome so yeah, yeah i, I saw a, i saw a couple of videos and i think even on this show you you talked about it before you went on tour was that the audience for the garden is receptive to like every band on the bill and they'll be standing through yep. the whole set of each individual band and uh, i saw a little video um and uh you weren't kidding i mean they were up and i, I don't i hate to sound old but they were bopping you know, they're, yeah. <laughs> they were into it. <laughs> well, uh, one of the shows we played was at the great American music hall in San Francisco. And, um, the, 
like the green room or whatever the backstage area is underground mm. below it. Whoa. And when the garden went on, the, you could see, I, I took some like uh, live photos of it. You could see the floor flexing. Oh, really? Yeah. Like an inch. That's pretty cool. Like going boom, 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 boom with the beat of the music. Yeah. The, the people jumping. It was, it was, it was gnarly. One of the guys that, uh, He's in, he's in a lot of their videos and he's, he go, he's their, uh, I guess their tour, um, he sets everything up, uh, I guess they're roadie in a sense. Okay. And, uh, he's walking and I, when I took the picture and he's like, he like kind of ducks, he goes, whoa, look at that. And you can literally, you can see the, you can see the roof flexing. Wow. It was, it was awesome. That's cool. That's got to be an amazing feeling. I mean, I've never, I think the most people I've ever been in front of on a stage was like speaking at something. And I think there was like, I don't know, 50 to a hundred people, but being in, in like a, a, a venue like that where like, I don't know, like maybe I'm anachronistic or something, but like, I just think some of these old venues that like have the um, balcony and then like, you can definitely tell that it was built for theater almost and maybe not live right. music, but it's still got all like the ornate decorations and you know, it, it, it feels like a throwback, right? Like I'm trying to think of the, venue, oh, totally. the, the will turn in, in, um, Koreatown is kind of like that where you go in and you're like, Jesus, what this feels like I'm going to go see like, uh, you know, like, a a musical or something and I should have been better right. clothes or something. So to, to right. perform in a place like that, it's gotta be incredible to see yeah, it from well, the other side. Okay. Yeah, it is. And and uh, the Great American Music Hall is that type of place. Yeah, and then what was the it place? Had the all lo- the ornate stuff. So- it had like uh, a balcony that went around the whole out, the whole top. But it wasn't a, like a normal balcony. You know what I mean? It's more like a, uh, a walk mm-hmm. that went around it. Okay. But it was it had seats on it. Um and then the main floor, there were no seats in it at the time, but I'm sure they can put them in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, what was the venue that it, it almost looked like a like a hangar that I saw? Um, that was uh, the, oh, um, it was the one in San Luis Obispo. Okay, that was pretty cool looking too. It looked like the like yeah, it that, looked like the hull of a ship had been flipped over. Yeah, that that was um, God. I got it. I want to say the Fulton Theater. Okay. Um, yeah, that place. Uh, apparently, the first act, the first people that played in there were Laurel and Hardy. <laughs> that's cool. A little uh, yeah. little history that's lesson there. Wow. Yeah, that's all. That's what that's what the the security guy or whatever told us. But oh, well, who knows? That place was crazy too. Yeah. Like, um, and and the, the, that's what was in San Luis Obispo, and the, the crowd there was great. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the place could maybe hold two thousand people. Wow! And because of COVID, you know, they couldn't. They can only sell so many tickets, right? So those, it, there was a ton of people there, but it wasn't full. 
like some of the other places we played where, um, you know, they might hold, they might hold 400 people mm-hmm. and there was 400 people. There. <laughs> well, I mean, that might be the, for the best just to protect people. Um, I right. mean, no, I, no. I, I'm going to see me first in the Gimme Gimme's uh, the first weekend of December at the observatory. And right when you go buy tickets, they're like, hey, you've got to be vaccinated or you got to show like a negative test before you can come in. And I think they're not right. selling to, to capacity. I, I could be wrong about that, but um, no, they're not. Yeah. So I thought, you know what? If, if they continued that on forever, I'd be happy. Like you yeah, you perform you've performed at the observatory. You see how packed it gets in there, and how like just yeah. shoulder to shoulder people are. Like you can barely move, especially when you're on the floor. Um, but it's if if we continue this reduced capacity, I would probably go to more shows. Now, of course, yeah. the the price of going to shows would probably increase because you can't sell as many, so the demand's going to go up and cause prices to go up. But you know what? I don't know. Maybe maybe I pay a little bit more just to have some like you know air to breathe. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The first show of the tour was at the observatory, mm. and it was sold out. So there was a ton of people there. Yeah, I it believe was, it. It was amazing. But yeah. yeah, any like from Oregon on, you had to wear a mask in the venue. So like kids, all the kids wore a mask. Um, you you had to have proof of vaccination and a mask. Go, to go to the show did you hear of anybody like giving like trying to hassle the people at the door that may not have been in compliance or was everybody pretty cool about it well i wasn't out in the front yeah. <laughs> like you're the guy working the door like <laughs> yeah but i don't i really don't think so okay yeah, so yeah not to your knowledge like, uh, not to my knowledge no no that's good because uh, you know how crazy people yeah. are but um but i think but, you know what yeah. I, I think younger people I think they're just like, you know what, whatever. Like, I just want to go see a show and this is what I have to do. And, and I don't know. Right. I would, I would hope right. that young people are smart enough just to go get the vaccine and, you know, uh, just, you want to live your life, do this, <laughs> then go see the yeah. shows, enjoy well, yourself, yeah. you know, it's a, I guess it does. And maybe it depends on their parents. Yeah. Yeah. If, if, you know, there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, of kids that are under 18 mm-hmm. and, you know, then, obviously whatever over 18 but yeah um oregon is trip let me just say that that um yeah oregon's a trip uh, we were driving mm-hmm. you know, we took the five all the way there and back i saw at least four giant build like signs on the side of build or on the sides of barns that said trump won <laughs> of course yeah it, it is <laughs> I started laughing. I was like, "Oh my god!" Oh, yeah. It's 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 weird. I mean, rural people love Trump, or I can't. You know, it's a blanket statement, but that that's been my experience too. Is is the further you get out from like urban centers, uh, you start to see more and more of that Trump flags, or you know, the barn that you're barns that you're talking about. So yeah, it's there. There's this undercurrent of it, and and you know, I don't know. It's it's a weird time in America. Like, I feel like, you know, the, the next election is going to be pivotal, uh, for just the survival of our country. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, I agree. I totally agree. Uh, but gonna... yeah, so, so, but it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, but by the time we got home, I was sick. Oh yeah. And hey, you know what? I want to say thank you for, you know, 
the abundance of consideration of being like, you know what? I'm still not feeling hundred percent. Let me just, let's try to do the, the phone call thing and see how that works out instead of coming to my house and, and potentially getting myself or Alex sick, or maybe, you know, overextending yourself and making yourself feel worse. But I appreciate that. Right. And I think that that's the way we kind of got to handle people being sick in general. Right. It's, it's just like, right. And, and this is something that's been ingrained to me as, as a male, my entire life is you tough it out. Right. You like, you go to work regardless of whether you're sick or not. And you, you, you grin yep. and bear it. And I think that's the one of the most unhealthy things I've ever been taught. And it took me a long time to kind of realize how twisted and backwards that is because it's not, right. it's not really helping anybody else if I get them sick and it's, no, it's not. and I'm not productive when I'm sick, I can try, but I'm going to be miserable. And, you know, in my experience, if I go to work and I, and I extend myself that way, I end up staying sick longer. Whereas if I just take the day or take the necessary time to like rest and feel better, I'm usually feeling better a lot quicker, but when I try to fight it and I try to like just muscle through, I always end up just having like a week or two of being sick and then being miserable. Whereas if I actually do the rest thing, it seems to kind of like go away on its own for the most part. Yep. Well, that's, that's, I, 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 that's it. I mean, when I got home, I didn't, I felt shitty. My lungs were, you know, like I was coughing stuff up. So I, didn't go to work, called him to work, said, I'm not coming in. And then uh, um, I just stayed in bed. Caddy took care of me. My wife is awesome. And uh, then on Monday, I, I uh, there's a, I guess it's in Corona, a free place to get a, a COVID test. Uh-huh. And so I went there on Monday at 11 to get a COVID test. And I'll probably get the results back today just to be safe. Sure. But yeah, I, I didn't want to go to work. Um, I literally am not wearing it right now, but I wear a mask in the house when she's here. Yeah. Um, when I drove her to work on Monday, I wore a mask while I drove her. And um, yeah, because yeah, I don't want to get her sick. I don't want to get anyone else sick. And so last night was the first night I went back to work. But I, I wear a mask at work anyway, yeah. even when I'm there by myself. And usually I'll take it off when everyone leaves, but I just wore it all night because I don't want to get uh, my coworkers that work during the day they're sick. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's, it's tricky that way. I mean, when you're, when I visited China with my wife, when someone's sick, they wear a mask. Yeah. And I think that that's, I think that's pretty common in Eastern cultures is just, you, you just wear a mask. I mean, yeah, it's it's, it's it was never politicized. Wearing, yeah, no, never. And people don't wear. People aren't wearing a mask because they don't want to get sick. They're wearing a mask because they don't want to get other people sick. Right. Yeah, I think we've and talked about that before. That. Yeah. Yep. Well, I just, I mean, so it, um, this is just me wanting to learn more about um, your wife's culture. Now, here in, in for most, you know. Anglo Americans, when you get sick, you, you eat chicken noodle soup and, and you rest and you drink like I don't know seltzer water or or, or tonic water yeah. or, or uh, ginger ale or, or whatever, right? Now, it, yeah. it, it, as a Chinese person, does she do they do things differently to take care of people who might have a cold or a flu? I'm just out of curiosity. Yeah, um, she well, she she gave me she's given me salt water with salt in it, which. I thought it was kind of weird, but I've never, I've never done that before. And so I've been drinking, uh, there's 16 ounce 
three three sixteen ounce bottles of water with salt in it a day. Sure, it's um, kind of like eating soup with with that has a lot of sodium, and I think I think with that right. comes electrolytes. So yeah, you gotta. And then um, uh, also she she takes peaches and boils them in rock sugar. You know, like um, big chunks of clear sugar. Okay. And uh, feeds me that like uh, tea. And it breaks the phlegm up. Oh, nice. That's what she says. I, I you know, I, it's sweet, tastes good. Yeah, that's cool. But yeah, she's, she's, she's made, she's made that. And, um, then she just feeds me the regular stuff that she always feeds me. Nice. That was very you know, sweet. I'm glad yeah, that, I'm, oh, I'm glad she's there taking care of you. Me too. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. She's a little like, wow. But yeah, it's, um, I'm feeling much better, mm-hmm. and and I didn't go to the doc. I didn't go to the doctor to get a Z-pack or anything. Um, I probably will if I feel like this still on Friday. If mm-hmm. I'm still like coughing stuff up, yeah. But I was able to do my walk with her yesterday and today, and um, you know I'm able to go back to work. But yeah. I don't want to get other people sick. It's as simple as that. And the last person in the world I would want to get is you and Alex sick. Oh, we appreciate that. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, or, or, or Ruger. What Ruger, about Ruger, yeah. Oh, he just perked up because we said his name. Sorry, buddy. Yeah. You're all right. Um, well, anyways, it's, it's good to it's good to hear your voice again. And uh, welcome back to Orange County. Um, so let's, uh, let's, let's shift gears. If you will, and okay. uh, did you did you happen to um, catch all the stuff that Disney released? I didn't. I didn't. Um, did I tried you to look into it? Did you watch? I did, see, I did watch the Spider Man. Um, yeah, trailer. I watched that. All right, let's talk about Spider Man then. How's that? Okay. Okay. All right. So, what did what did you think of the trailer? I think it was amazing. What do you think? Of, of, like so. Again, like going back, like I'm Uber nerd. Uh, Spencer's like he's still pretty nerdy if if he wants to admit it or not. Yeah. Like he's still plugged uh, into uh, all these totally. all these worlds. And like, I mean, you probably went and saw you know the uh, Tobey Maguire uh, Spider Man's in the theaters when those came out, right? I didn't. Oh, you didn't. I, you struck me I as always not. like a, a guy who goes and sees movies because you have your AMC I pass. Do, I do. Yeah, I didn't have my AMC pass until we started going to the movies. Right. Okay. So and, and uh, yeah, I didn't. I wasn't that interested in those Spider-Man movies. I didn't see any Spider-Man movies until the the new, I guess, the new Marvel universe that came out after Iron Man. Okay. Okay. So have I you mean, have you Batman s- movies and things like that? But but yeah, I've seen the Spider-Man movies. Yeah. And so what what kind of strikes me is that it is kind of weird that the superhero genre was always kind of there for from like right. Batman until, you know, Iron Man came out. But it just didn't right. have as much of a presence as it does now. Like so the big 3 that stand out to me from prior to Iron Man because Iron Man's like the the inflection point. That's like where everything changed, right? Uh right. maybe Batman too. Uh the the Nolan ones, but because yeah. Iron Man and the Nolan Batman movie came out the same summer, I want to say, or at least the same year. But prior to that, 
there were three big comic book movies that stand out in my memory. And that was uh, Keaton Batman, um, Tobey Maguire, uh, Sam Raimi, Spider-Man, and um, Blade. And right. well, Blade, love Blade. Blade was great. Up. It was. And, and I didn't, I didn't realize that that was a comic book until maybe two weeks ago. I, I was, <laughs> I thought something because they're re-releasing it. Oh, they're well. I know they're rebooting it with a different actor, but are they? They're re-releasing it. They're doing a re-release of the first one. Okay. That's what it. That's what it looked like to me. But anyway, that's when I found out it was a, a comic. Yeah, I didn't know that. Well, I, he wasn't. I guess I should figure all of that shit comic. Yeah, I. He wasn't like a big comic character. It was kind of uh, out of left field that they would pick that that character and make a trilogy with him. But those were the three right. big comic book movies. Now, after the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies, there was a Mark Webb Spider-Man, two movies that Mark Webb did with Andrew Garfield. Um, now, I don't know if you saw those. Did you see those? Nope. Okay. I didn't. So in this trailer... Did you, you wouldn't have recognized the the villains then because they're all villains from the Sam Raimi and Mark Webb Spider-Man movies. Now, okay. wh- what's suspicious about all of this is, well, if you have the villains from those other series of Spider-Man, so there's five other Spider-Man movies that have been released in current times. There were the old like 70s and 80s uh, Spider-Man that was pretty <laughs> pretty cheesy, but. Um, so if you have all those villains from those five movies all of a sudden coming back, does that mean that those Spider-Men are coming back also? And Well, that, that's, that's what it seemed to me. Like, what it seemed to me is that um, uh, the, um, Benedict, the, that guy, the, um, what is Dr. Strange? No, Doctor Strange is a good guy, but it does look like in okay, that trailer. No, Doc, that what, go ahead, Doctor Strange. Like it seemed to me that Doctor Strange did something to open a to, to a rift, a, a rift that uh, like attached all the different um, multiverses, and they were starting to overlap, and so maybe that's how those other. Uh, Spider-Man to be like being part of it, kind of like. Did you see the the cartoon Spider-Man movie? Oh, Into the Multiverse. Yes, I I yeah. really really so, liked that movie. That was a cool movie. I loved it. Yeah. I, I loved it. But so I'm thinking, that's what I'm thinking is that somehow there's some multiverse thing going on, and um, that's that's what I, that was my take on it, but I didn't like know anything about these other Spider-Man movies. So maybe they are part of it. Well, yeah. So, and I don't want to, I, I feel bad if I'm spoiling anything for you, but yeah, they're not. Okay. No, so, no, no. so I mean, you saw Dr. Octopus. Uh, yes. That was from the second Raimi Spider-Man. Uh, we saw uh, green goblin, which is William Defoe, And uh, he was yes. in the first and second Spider-Man movie. Uh, with Raimi, and then we saw Lizard, which was in, I think, the first Mark Webb Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield. And Electro, okay. Electro played by Jimmy Fox, I think was in the second Mark Webb Spider-Man movie. And then Sandman was in there, too. So this is me nerding out. That's five villains, right? 
And yeah. one of Spider-Man's like like biggest foils is a group called the uh, Sinister Six. So why would okay. they go to the trouble of having five villains and not at there's a six one. And I, I, I really have a strong feeling that there's going to be another villain in this movie and it's going to make the sinister six. And I just don't okay. know who it's going to be. I, I mean, uh, at the end of the latest venom movie, they, they teased that venom was coming into the MCU, which uh, I wasn't really a big fan of because the venom movies are kind of like, I don't know. They, they feel like nineties, action movies they're not they don't have that same feeling that the marvel cinematic universe has so it could be venom or it could be i don't i don't know who else it could be um trying to think of what other villains we've we've had but maybe it's uh i don't know craving the hunter or i don't know anyways i thought it looked pretty good i'll probably I'm, i'm gonna go see it maybe we should go see it together how's that that would be perfect. Yeah, we'd go see it when it comes right when it comes out. That'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I think it looks great, and yeah, maybe that is going to be exactly what you're saying. Like, there's six villains. Maybe there's going to be six Spider-Men. Well, I don't know how you're going to get six Spider-Men, but maybe may, may, at least three. And um, so, uh, <laughs> what I think is going to happen, you know, that scene where uh, MJ is falling, and then you just see a hand of Spider-Man yeah. grabbing her. I think that yeah. that's going to be. A, I think it's going to be like um, Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man because what they did in that series was, um, again, this is me nerding out. In 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 one of the arcs of Spider-Man when he was young, before Mary Jane, there was a girl named Gwen Stacy, and okay. Gwen Stacy was his original love interest, and. Um, in, in the comic books, she <laughs> Green Goblin basically kills her. He throws her off a bridge, and Spider-Man has to try to save her, uh, but he doesn't. She dies. So it's going to be like a redemption thing for somebody, one of the other Spider-Men who lost Gwen Stacy to come in and save her. So I think it's going to be the Andrew oh. Garfield one, because in his universe, he couldn't save his love interest, Gwen Stacy. So I think he's going to swoop in and save MJ in this one, which I think is just going to be a really... I mean, like when you're talking about... like. It's amazing to me that just how ambitious these movies have gotten. If you look at like Infinity War, you look at Endgame, you're talking about like like dozens of characters, and, right? And actually being able to pull it off in a coherent way is is a, right. a feat. And you know, recently the Eternals came out, and in that movie you have ten main characters. Now I've heard mixed reviews about this. That you know you can't just throw ten characters into the, an origin movie because you don't have enough time to actually look into the past or character build or anything else. And so, I don't. Know, I think it was the first Marvel movie that I haven't seen in the theater in I don't know years. But it just didn't. There was nothing there for me. I felt like. But this, at least, you know, you have five movies from all sorts of different eras, and you're you're, or at least I'm familiar with all of these characters and at least that way you can have some sort of cohesive way to bring them all to the fore and release something like this. And, and I, I think it's going to be really great. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. I'm totally looking forward to it. Yeah. And yeah. And, and uh, I, I love all the Marvel movies. I don't give it, you know, like I don't give a shit about the origins and, and if there's a bunch of characters. Did you but see the Eternals? I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. If, if if I could see it on uh, on demand, I will. I'll watch it. Yeah, I'm I'll, not ready to go. To the theater. Yeah, I'll I'll go. I'll watch it on 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 demand once it comes up or Disney Plus whenever they release it for that. 
But yeah, right. it, it just, I don't know. It didn't have, like, it just didn't feel like, you know, what I'm used to with Marvel, but that's okay. You know, things got to change. They got to keep things fresh. And, and if they don't try new things and if they just keep going with formula, then obviously, you know, you're going to lose your audience that way. Well, but to be fair, right. the average audience person is pretty dumb. So you keep feeding them the same crap. They'll probably love it anyways. Right, right, right. Um, but but one thing on Disney Plus, um, have you seen Finch? Who? Finch. Finch. I think that's what it's called. Finch? No. Finch. It's a new movie on Disney Plus. Let me see about this. Finch. Oh, that's on Apple TV. And that's, oh, with, that's with Tom Hanks. I do not have Apple TV anymore, so I have not. Okay, so that okay. Okay, well, I watched it. Is it good? It was fucking great. Well, maybe great. maybe I'll pay for it for a month because I mean, you know, what's ten bucks, and that's less than going and seeing something in the theater. And if it's a good movie, then I can just cancel it afterwards. So, plus, I want to catch yeah, up on can... Ted Lasso. Yeah. Well, I can. Uh, yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk off off the air. Oh no! Give me your <laughs> give me your login and password right now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I, I saw a, a, uh, I don't know where I saw it a commercial for it or whatever you call it. And I was like, wow, that looks good. I love Tom Hanks. I love robots. I love like dystopian future shit. Yeah, and uh, it covers all those bases, and uh, it's um, heart. Oh, that's good. Well, this Tom Hanks is a sucker for heartfelt movies. Oh yeah. Well, this one got it all, man. And it's got a dog. It's got it's got the robot, and uh, yeah, it made me cry a little bit. I was like, "Wow, that's just fucking beautiful." Oh, okay. I'm looking at the pictures. I see yeah. the robot. I see Tom Hanks. He's got like a coffee maker. Yeah. All right. So this and is he, a dystopian future. That's a rat. He builds a raptor motorhome in the world. Okay, I'm seeing. I'm seeing a picture of that right now, and the robot's got like a yeah, coat with like a fur lining on the hood, and dogs in the front seat. It looks pretty dope. No, it's a great movie. Awesome. It's a great movie. Great ending. Everything about it's good. Yeah. It's yeah. You know, it's a it's a a future where it's like 150 degrees um, during the day, and uh, the sun will burn your skin instantly, like yeah. the UV, because the, the ozone layer is gone. That's good. And, <laughs> That's probably where we're heading. Anyways. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But yeah, so like you can't really go out during the day unless you're in a fucking full spacesuit. Jesus. All right. Well, hey, guess what? We're out of time. Time to go. Time to go. You're right. You're right. All right. Well, Spencer, it's been lovely speaking with you. I'm glad we could arrange this. I'm glad we have the technology. We have the the equipment to do it. And then uh, yep. we'll just see how it sounds, and then uh, we'll put it out, and then maybe next week we can uh, meet up. I don't know. Yes, I think I think I should be well enough by then. Yeah. All right, great. Well, we'll feel better, sure. Spence. Thank you very much. All right. Well, this is Micah reminding you to either be good or be good at it. And this is Spencer reminding you that acceptance is the key. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>